Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's uh, Tuesday the 31st of August. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can, of course, also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Uh, Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, the last US military flight left Kabul airport last night, bringing an end to the Western military presence in Afghanistan uh, after 20 years. Meanwhile, the UK is prepared to launch airstrikes at ISIS in Afghanistan. As Boris Johnson says, the international community will push as one voice for the safe passage of Afghans who want to leave the country. Also, disposable nappies could be taxed to force parents to switch to green alternatives as uh, three million nappies end up in landfill every single year. Uh, 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lovely to uh, have you join me this morning. Uh, lots to talk about, both international and domestic affairs. Yeah, lots of focus still on Afghanistan and uh, the end of Western presence in Afghanistan. After 20 years, four U.S. presidents, uh, we uh, saw the last U.S. troops leave Afghanistan just uh, before uh, midnight, uh, that deadline on the 31st of August, of course. Taliban gunfire uh, heard as uh, Taliban fighters celebrated. Uh, Many, many, many millions of Afghans now very fearful uh, and many thousands fearful for their lives, uh, having been uh, targeted by the Taliban for their regarded as collaborators with the West. We're going to never lose focus on trying to keep... uh, Uh, try and get those people out and get them safe. The Prime Minister yesterday uh, said that, uh, as I just mentioned there, the international community would push as one voice uh, to make sure people can leave the country who need to or want to. I mean, I just don't know if anyone really believes. Does the man saying it believe it? Does anyone else believe it? China and Russia, um, you have massive controls over their their, their nation's people. You think they really, really care what happens to the people of Afghanistan? Well, we're going to be talking about all of that and the implications back home. Um, Housing shortages, of course, affecting ability of uh, many uh, places to accommodate Afghan refugees, um, 55,000 this year, 20,000 over uh, coming years. And um, we'll be talking, of course, more about uh, events back home, uh, getting well, very, very simple things. The, the stuff that makes living life uh, much easier, which is, you know, your kids being able to go to school and have a normal life and being able to get a GP appointment and things like that. Oh, yes. And when Extinction Rebellion are actually tackled by the police so people can carry on going about their daily business. So all of that coming up. Uh, joining me all this morning for the chat is comedian Steve. Steve Allen. Good morning to you, Steve. 
Good morning. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Um, just to, on the issue of Afghanistan, um, your thoughts? Um, you must have seen that footage of the, the very last US troop getting on a C-17 uh, jet, uh, well, to, to fly out of the country. Um, end of the military presence uh, in Afghanistan from the West uh, last night. It was about nine o'clock UK time. Um, but um, what are your feelings on that? The fact that it's ended makes sense. I agree with all of the people who argue that endless wars are pointless. Yes, I mean, that that just makes mathematical sense. But still embarrassed about the way in which this was done. We we spoke last time about how can you pull out troops first and then say you're going to protect areas. You know, think about the logic, which is not even that tricky. So it it seems an embarrassment. It's more than an embarrassment, isn't it? Because this is not just lives ruined. This is lives lost. It's a tragedy, yeah. It's a tragedy, and it's the the threat that's now looming over people just because, well, collaborator was the word you used, but just because they were a translator or worked with a government that was in place. Now, all of a sudden, a life can be threatened and ruined because maybe you just a gender that they might not like. So there is that risk. Yeah. It's an embarrassment about how it was done. You know, it, Joe Biden was right. There's never a good time to do it. But what we've learned is there is a terrible way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more on, on all of that. Um, I mean, again, there, there is an argument for actually them having stayed in because actually life, life will be overall the last few years better for the people of Afghanistan uh, than it will now in the future. But also it, it may well be safer in the West as well. Uh, we reported yesterday that the, the UK has never been at greater risk of a terror threat uh, as a, for many, many years as a result of, of allowing the Taliban back in control. Of course, we know with all that weaponry they may not be able to operate a black hawk themselves but they'll be able to sell it to someone who can uh and uh, and and that is you know a seriously big risk all the weaponry that the u.s have left behind we know they were uh that their generals who was uh, giving details last night uh, after they left saying how much equipment had been destroyed but who are we kidding we're still looking at tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars worth of uh, high-grade military equipment that uh, can now be used by terrorists um no, no question about it it will be used by terrorists we've got the isis fighters more than two thousand of them uh, in Afghanistan. No doubt more will be coming out of the woodwork uh, as it becomes safe for them to do so. Um, it, it seems to me that, you know, and, and not, not only that, all the experts we've been speaking to the last few weeks saying, look, this is going to encourage those Islamist extremists here in the UK, already in Europe, uh, to be buoyed up by this. And we may face future attacks here on, on home territory. So if the point of going into Afghanistan was to keep the West safe and to you know, work with an ally in, in uh, our biggest NATO ally, of course, the United States, when they were under attack, uh, we may have just made ourselves an awful lot uh, less safe uh, by pulling out of Afghanistan. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, not only just by pulling out, but also by the mess that's been left, by the lack of ability to do something well, that will um, boost the spirits of anyone who hates the West. It's a shambles. And that's shambles. If you if you consider someone to be your enemy and you see them in the midst of a shambles, it's a good time for you. Yeah. Well, indeed, I'm Chinese and the Russians are absolutely loving this. And again, so many people uh, who look at geopolitical sort of big picture stuff. The, the, the message that has gone out is the West just basically ain't ain't got the stomach for a long fight. And that is something the Islamist extremists uh, will absolutely have taken note note of, and they would have probably already been aware of that anyway. Uh, But, you know, the Russians and the Chinese in particular are in for the long haul, particularly the Chinese. Um, I think the message that has gone out that the West is just weak, lily-livered, and and just really hasn't got the stomach for the fight. And um, I think that message is going to be heard loud and clear in places, as we know, like, like Ukraine. Uh, like uh, Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan, and there 
there, you know, there is a reason why they brought back conscription in some of the uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, Baltic states because they are so worried about Russian incursions there. I mean, I, I really think that we are heading into some very dangerous territory internationally on this front. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's the almost economic side of it with the amount of lithium that will be used in lithium batteries. Now, knowing that Afghanistan's got supplies of lithium, this is an interesting yeah. time to be ceding any sort of control in an area. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's um, talk also about, you know, people coming home. We're going to be talking in a few moments to the local government association about their concern about housing shortages. We uh, are in the UK taking up to 20,000 Afghan refugees over four years, just 5,000 this year. Again, I think, you know, getting people out of Afghanistan who need to leave. Is, is the number one uh, issue. Um, there'll be many who say we should be taking far, far, far more and many who say we shouldn't take any at all. There will be that ongoing debate. We had that over Syria and the like. Again, I think there's a very different issue between people who are, uh, are seeking refuge from the Taliban coming to this country and people who who we have a particular moral duty to, who have helped our forces, who basically, to all intents and purposes, fought alongside, may not have had a gun in their hands, but they fought alongside our forces uh, and made them safe and, and made their work possible. Those people, I'm sorry, we have a duty, a moral duty of care to those people. And uh, I'd be very happy to have those people come to this country. But the question is, you know, how many people can we bring into what is already a very overcrowded country uh, with a housing shortage due to, due to abject failures in you know, government and planning? and goodness knows what else. Um, do you think that is going to be an ongoing row in this country? Oh, I mean, look, you put the word migrant in anything, it's going to be an ongoing row in this country, definitely. But I mean, the, surely more people would be of the position to help. The, you, know, you make such a strong case about needing to help people who have fought alongside or helped our forces. And also, like in the long game, right, the problem with housing is a long game issue, which we should have been sorting in the past so that the long game would come to fruition now. There is nothing we can do other than actually finally get around to building some houses and infrastructure you can't just do one and you need to get both done not e even if we were accepting zero refugees it's still an issue that needs sorting it's, yeah. it's so separate and so valid and true that yeah, just I mean, needs yeah. doing anyway anyway those numbers are just almost irrelevant they're dropping the ocean yeah. to the number of people who are waiting okay it was interesting though that the eu have said that they we, we you know we need to tackle this migrant crisis oh that that horrible xenophobic uh, uh anti anti-foreigner eu eh? um let's also talk sticking on foreign affairs that's took about Hurricane Ida uh, hit Louisiana uh, just extraordinary 150 mile per hour winds it was a category grade 4 uh, um, hurricane when it first hit land uh, New Orleans um, absolutely you know, devastated um, a, a, along with many other parts of, you know, of the state uh, a million people at least without power as often is the case you know you hear of a, a small number of casualties early on but of course it's impossible to know how many casualties they would be this of course on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina uh, which cost uh, far more lives um, I think it was at 1400 I think in the end um, these these weather events we're we're so much more aware of them now because we've got this twenty four hour rolling news and we we, we everyone's got a hat camera and, and and CCTV everywhere and the like but they are still devastating events. Oh, definitely. I mean, it really puts into perspective the difference. You know, we would speak about a tragedy if a human caused a loss of life, yeah. and it were in, even in the not even in the teens yet. It is a huge tragedy when nature has a go at it. The numbers are terrifying because. Yeah, as much as we think we are all that, we're all that fancy humans. Look what nature can do when it wants to. What What is really shocking is the fact that, you know, if you're trying to point to the, the nation that should be ready and capable and have all of that money splashing around when you think of how much money America spends on, on defense, um, 
the fact that they have parts of America that really struggle when nature decides to land a hurricane there, that's almost the problem with the state system. That, that it leaves areas to almost be left on their own. Or well, to hold not on a minute, wouldn't they? But they would struggle. I mean, anywhere would struggle. New, you know, New York yeah. would struggle. Washington would struggle if you have a hurricane here. I mean, these, they, you know, they are, they're in the path of a hurricane. At the end of the day, we, we do know that the richer a country is, whether it's, you know, it's an earthquake or a hurricane or flooding or drought, whatever it is that hits, you know, uh, 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 an earthquake hits Tokyo, you lose, you know, uh, you know a dozen people. Uh, an earthquake hits Haiti, you, you can lose, you know, tens of thousands of people. It's, we, you know, we, we know that, that being a rich country is what keeps you safe. Yeah, but within America, also the richness of the state effectively yeah. can impact it, which I think is shocking, but probably because I'm biased because I don't live in a country that's really got a state system. So it seems odd that one area would be so different to another. I guess that's that's almost a philosophical way of which mm. in which you run a country. But it does look odd and, it, and it's highlighted yeah, when you they, have a thing like that. But they get into they get national aid when uh, you know, FEMA gets in charge and an emergency mm. is declared, don't they? Um, let's also talk about, talk about emergencies while we're just stay on this Extinction Rebellion. Ongoing, I mean, oh, oh, ongoing demonstrations. But so, just trying to stay awake, boring myself here about Extinction Rebellion doing their protests. Um, they're in the second week now. Um, fantastic to see the Metropolitan Police last night on social media tweeting out how they'd actually been taking on the demonstrations. We saw um, quite a lot of anger, understandably, about Extinction Rebellion being able to set up you know, scaffolding structures in the middle of the road in places like Covent Garden, where, by the way, there is CCTV footage every bloody inch. I mean, how on earth they police didn't know about it in advance? I don't know. Um, but now we've actually got some footage of the police following these people and going in and just taking the structures down as they're trying to build them. Um, Extinction Rebellion have got rather cross and accused the police of, of being violent. Um, but I have to say, I think the rest of the country would be cheering them on. I mean, right to protest, absolutely. Right to have your voice heard, whatever your cause, completely disagree with them. I think they're absolute lunatics. But, but they're right to protest. But they don't have a right to just block the roads and stop other people from going about their lawful business, do they? No. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, that we dis we disagree on the issues of climate uh, change and the, well, even I don't necessarily want to put the word crisis in there. I was going to say catastrophe, isn't it? Climate catastrophe, change, yes. crisis. I can see why they use that in their side of the argument because they're trying to get urgency. But I also see how that argument doesn't work. All it does is push people further away. And I, I'm all for trying to find the area of an argument that we can come to the same area uh, and find the solutions that at least move us towards my goal without you feeling uh, annoyed by it. And one of the ways to annoy people, who would have thought, is to block one of the roads they want to use on the way to work. Yeah. It's the losing of the hearts and minds that I don't get. I, I always thought winning an argument was trying to convince people who disagree yep. and maybe you'd use some logic in there and some facts and stuff. Whereas deciding to do a small performative dance routine around some broccoli has never really won many people over. Whether like I'm all about climate change, I'm all about saving the environment. Maybe you're not, but we can both agree no one oh, likes drama I'm, I'm, I'm all about uh, getting less polluting uh, fuels, absolutely. But that that the environment doesn't need saving, and we're not in a crisis or a catastrophe. I think we should we should go from the starting point of of sanity and facts. But I'm old fashioned like that. I don't think it'll catch on. Uh, coming up, we are going to uh, talk about uh, more things uh, closer to home. Uh, getting a GP appointment. Your kids going back to school and changing nappies. Uh, 6 at 47 is the time. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.